This podcast, Czech German Perspectives, is brought to you by the Czech German Young Professionals Program. To find out more and to get access to other episodes, go to cgypp.eu. Europeans want to live on a continent that masters its own destiny and takes control of its own future. Well, I think climate neutrality is European destiny, and I think a competitive and sustainable economy is the best we can get for our European future. That was Ursula von der Leyen, president of the European Commission, speaking to the press after a meeting of the College of Commissioners at the beginning of March 2020, in which the European climate law was introduced. Fast forward to 18 months later, the ambitious but necessary initiative is now binding law, setting the European Union on a path to carbon neutrality by 2050. Also a year and a half later, Europe and the rest of the world are dealing with a global pandemic, which has led to an increased awareness of, and attention to, the role of our natural environment and climate change mitigation. This can be seen on all political, economic, and social fronts, at the EU level and also in individual member states. So what does this look like in practice? How do policies and investments affect the growth of green businesses? What can European innovators and investors bring to the table to achieve the EU's goals? My name is Natalia Lasakova. I am a public affairs consultant at CEC Group, a government relations firm in Prague. And here with me today is a very special guest, Martin Forstmeyer, who is a senior associate at Invent Capital, which is a Czech-based venture capital fund. Martin has, for the last four years, invested in clean technology startups in Europe. Welcome. Vielen Dank, Natalia. Let's start at the basics. A lot of our audience might not know what clean technology is and what role it plays within the context of EU's green objectives. So can you tell us, what is clean technology and more specifically, what is venture capital? So uh, clean tech, the original clean tech uh, back in the days of the early 2000s was more like hardware related and hardware heavy and mostly in renewable energies. What we at Inven interpret as uh, clean tech is basically any technology which increases sustainability uh, on our pl- planet. This can be in energy, mobility, industry 4.0, and many other topics. And VC, um, basically venture capital, is a subform of private equity, which means investing money in private companies. And venture capital, in venture capital, the money is invested in startups, so young companies who are growing fast. Of course, this is a risky asset class. This is why it's called venture capital. And typically, a VC fund takes minority stakes. Uh, So, for example, 10% of the shareholding, and then we co-invest with other VC funds. We never uh, invest like for 50% of the company, Mm -hmm. or we never buy the company. Interesting. So, Invent Capital is a venture capital fund that invests in clean tech startups, I assume, in the Czech Republic and also in other countries around Europe and maybe even outside of Europe. So within Invin, what is your role in venture capital? Yeah, exactly. As you said, we invest um, in clean tech startups throughout Europe and Israel and also in later stage uh, startups. So companies who already have products on the market, have proof points that their business model can work. And uh, we have two investors in our fund. One is Chess. It's the largest Czech energy utility company and the European Investment Bank. So basically money from the from the EU. Uh, and my role at Inven as member of the investment team is scouting for new startups. So meeting them at events or through contacts. 
um, to analyze the opportunities to invest. We actually select only two to three investments per year from like 500 startups we see per year. It's quite selective. And I also work uh, on deal execution. And after that, we have these companies in our portfolio and we have them grow, which is like the, the portfolio enhancement. As a podcast that's focused on the Czech-German perspective, can you bring clean technology and investment in startups into the context of Central Europe? Do you notice any similarities, differences between Germany and Czech Republic specifically? Yeah, I would say um, clean tech was on the rise in Germany. Uh, Germany was kind of a forerunner in this field. This is why the first investments of Inven in 2015 were actually all made in Germany. For example, we invested in Sonnen, um, which provides residential batteries, which are charged from your solar panels on your roof. This company was acquired by Shell in 2019 as the biggest European clean tech deal. Um, so Shell, we, the gas station company? Exactly, because they need to be more modern and clean as well, you know. <laughs> um, and then we also invested in Taro, it's a small thermostat company. So these investments were done like 2015, 2016, and yeah, as I said, Germany was really like the biggest market and on the forefront. Uh, but still now, Germany is still uh, one of the biggest markets for us, but we have done also investments elsewhere, also in the Czech Republic. Uh, the Czech Republic, I would say, is catching up now. We have made two investments here. One, for example, is Voltaire, which is a company that sells heat pumps and solar panels online to, to consumers in the Czech and Polish market. And they manage the installation process with independent installation partners. Tying it back to the theme of this year's seminars for CGYPP, we focused a lot on the impacts that the pandemic has had on different sectors. Specifically for clean tech, how do you think the pan pandemic um, impacted the clean tech startup environment? Yeah, I think for like generally for startups at the beginning when the pandemic happened and we all went to lockdown, we thought that raising money for our portfolio companies might become more difficult. Uh, but actually this didn't really happen uh, because all the funds which were already in place, they have like a lifetime of five to 10 years. So they were already raised and had sufficient firepower. Uh, also there was like a lot of attention coming to specifically clean tech um, because many sustainable movements were on the rise during these times when people were at home and thought maybe about life and their lifestyle and the world in general and then of course regulations like the European Green Deal, Green Deal helped to push that uh, a lot. So it's interesting that you mentioned the European Green Deal because as a public affairs consultant I focus a lot on policy and so what I'm interested to hear um, about from you is if in your opinion if you think that policy and policymakers play a significant or any role really, um, in the in business outcomes of the clean technology startup environment. You know, we're seeing a big shift um, towards green initiatives, a lot of uh, support legislatively, regulatory, and funding-wise from the European level, and also from national levels. For example, by the end of next year, we know that the European Commission will propose over 50 new laws dealing with energy efficiency and green initiatives. Um, a part of that was already announced through the, through the Fit for 55 package. 
And of course, at national levels, in varying levels, uh, we're seeing a lot of green investment. Um, a lot of that was tied to the national recovery plans, which asked that each member state invest over 30% in green investment. So my question to you is, do you think that policy affects the impact of startup environments? Um, and do you think that policymakers play any role in business outcomes? Yeah, I would say it is a big part of it. Uh, maybe one example is actually the solar industry. Uh, again, where at the beginning, having a solar panel uh, on your roof was not profitable. And the payback took quite a long time because the systems were really expensive and didn't have like a good yield on electricity. Um, but this was mitigated by heavy subsidies, specifically in Germany, and many people got actually roofs, solar roofs. Uh, and right now it's actually in the money and it's profitable. The industry is still supported, but basically it's like uh, catching up quite a lot. Another example is just, again, the European Green Deal and additional, additional uh, regulations. And right now actually all corporates are or will be pushed to comply with ESG standards and therefore they are forced to operate in a more sustainable way, also to report uh, to report basically their CO2 emissions and all of that. And this is basically giving heavy uh, tailwinds for our startups in the clean tech sector in, in general. And then of course there's also like uh, investments made by uh, different um, governments. For example, in Germany, there is like one fund of like 1 billion, it's called Hightech Gründerfonds, and they're investing in many, many startups, also clean tech startups. Or one example is the European Investment Bank, which is our investor as well. They invested 50 million in our fund to bring our fund volume in total to 240 million. And this is just being increased and they will invest in other funds as well in the clean tech area. So really all to say that the European Union really has ambitious plans and as you mentioned the European Green Deal plays a big, big role in that. It really is globally a, bi a big leader in, in sustainable initiatives. Um, and also on the funding that you mentioned, the European Union has something called an innovation fund, which um, it first invested 1 billion euros into uh, two years ago and it calls for proposals kind of frequently. Um, to address any sort of companies or innovators that have any low-carbon ideas. This is on a rolling basis in addition to any legislative initiatives that happen. And when we think about clean technology, a lot of the barriers or issues associated with clean technology that we think about are issues with scale-up or lack of investments and funding. I mean, we discussed that the European Union is ambitious in providing investments and funding for clean tech, but would you say that scale-up generally is still an issue? in this field? I actually would, yeah. I mean, we actually see two critical moments uh, when companies or startups often have difficulties to find funding. We call it the two valleys of death. And actually the yeah. first valley is before having a first investment round. It's a little bit of a chicken and egg problem where companies have ideas, maybe first customers or partners they talk to. Uh, but no real proof points yet, so you can imagine for them it's difficult to, to get some money. Often it has to be like family and friends and then business angels come in. But for us as a late stage investor, actually the second value of death is more relevant, which is the moment when the companies raise like growth, capital growth rounds, um, for example like 50 million euros, to bring their product really to scale. This is typically in the round 
uh, after the round when we come in. So we come in, in like a series B round and then there's like the growth round after that. And there, especially for those big deals, there are not so many investors, especially in Europe, uh, who would do that in the clean tech uh, area. So this is basically a thing which we really think needs to still uh, improve, especially in Europe, for the clean tech industry. Big funds, like hundreds of millions or billions, who are like putting up big tickets in this area. And there are industry leaders who do say that, for example, policy attention should be uh, paid to scale-ups and not startups anymore, right? Because it is addressing that value of death, as you mentioned. Exactly. So I have to ask, because we're in October, just uh, past two parliamentary elections in both Germany and the Czech Republic. I would say that both countries rendered very surprising results. Um, but of course, the um, green agenda was viewed differently in both countries. Um, for example, in Germany, we saw a rise of the Green Party, which was led by Annalena Baerbock. Um, she had a rise from 67 to 118 seats in the what you guys call the Bundestag, <laughs> which is very interesting. But on the Czech side, for example, even though we saw a slight shift politically towards green um, policies, I don't think that it will be top of mind for current politicians, just because the Pirate Party did not receive as many members of parliament as they had hoped. But we probably will see a shift towards a more pre, uh, pro-EU and pro-business approach. So in that sense, I think we can see the Czech government support you know, um, investments and, and policy towards clean tech startups. But how do you view the elections in Germany? I mean, do you think that it signals a positive result for the clean tech sector? Yeah, I think in Germany we have kind of like a historical outcome because for the first time ever there will be a coalition of three parties, not two parties. Mm-hmm. And so we have one of the big parties, which have been like often there already, but then we have the Green Party, as you said, and also the Liberals. And in my view, this combination can be actually very interesting where a green agenda is combined with business sense and economic freedom by mm-hmm. the liberals and that could actually be very interesting especially for the clean tech sector because uh, uh, in Germany we hope to see much more support still for clean tech startups and not only through subsidies or monetary support but also in general making it easier for founders to start new companies and getting rid of old regulatory hassle and all those old-fashioned notaries and stuff like this, but just like making this entrepreneurship easier in Germany, which will help the clean tech industry, of course, as well. Of course, and maybe Germany can even be a role model for the Czech Republic in the coming years. Yeah. <laughs> Tying it back to the audio clip that we listened to at the very beginning, where Ursula von der Leyen um, you know, draws attention to the, the climate law and its implications. Where do you see the clean tech sector in 2050? I mean, we we talk about the EU's objective for that timeline. Um, so where do you think the clean tech sector will be in that year? In Europe generally or more specifically in the Central Eastern European context? Yeah, I think I see it more as a wish right now, but maybe it's actually a need because if we don't have it, we have a big issue in our world. But I would see that the clean tech sector is becoming mainstream mainstream industry in Europe and globally actually also a mainstream investment sector just like today fintech or insurtech or whatever um, with like lots of big investors joining big rounds and profitable green business models. (laughs) 
And on that positive note, uh, thank you so much for joining me today and for a very interesting discussion. You're welcome. And thank you for having me. And to our audience, thank you so much for tuning into this episode. And as mentioned earlier, to find out more about our program and listen to other episodes, go to cgypp.eu. Thank you.